We're going to look at scripture. I'm going to turn to Matthew. If I was to say Matthew chapter, chapter 6, I wonder if you know what passage is there. It's on page 5 at the back of the church Bibles. I don't know about you, but I'm used to the Lord's Prayer in its traditional form. And it's difficult when we look at it in its shortened form. That's what we are doing this morning. So Matthew 6, verses 5 to 14. And whenever you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners, so that they may be seen by others. Truly, I tell you, they have received their reward. But whenever you pray, go into your room and shut the door. And pray to your Father who is in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you. When you are praying, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do. For they think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. For your Father knows what you need before you ask him. Pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us to the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you but if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Thanks be to God for his word. The Lord's Prayer can be so familiar that we skate through it not stopping to think much about what we're praying. And even less about what it means for us as God's people caught up in what he is doing in the world. The wonder about the prayer is that it starts with an assurance of our identity. Our Father in heaven. You know, it's life-changing to know that first and foremost, we are sons and daughters of our heavenly Father. Whoever we are, we are loved with all wisdom and understanding. There will be times in life when this will be the main anchor in the storm the key that unlocks our prisons, the truth that brings us the greatest joy 
A father in heaven is also the gateway to purpose. What does it mean to you that you are a son or daughter of the heavenly father? How easy or difficult is it for you to trust God as your heavenly father? Why is that? Are there times in your life when it's made a great difference to know that God is your heavenly father? Hallowed be your name. When we become Christians, we can act as though we've enlisted God for our lives, our concerns, our causes. When we begin to pray this prayer, we're reminded that what's actually happened is that God, through Jesus Christ, has co-opted us into his purposes. We align ourselves with his cause and his way of doing things and so glorify him. And of course, his family business embraces all things. It's global, it's redemptive, it's liberating. And it includes us in our daily context. In front of you is a card, and there's also a pen, hopefully. Hopefully, Jake, you're with me with the next whoever you are. I want you to write down on it your front line. Where is your front line? And I want you to give yourself a job title for what you do there. And on the card, write it about a third of the way down. It might be your paid job title. So if you can think of a title for what you do, it could be retired, it could be volunteer. Write down three things that you do as part of that job. Give you a couple of minutes to do that.
moment longer, a couple still scribbling. We'll come back to that in a few moments' time. But looking at the next part of the Lord's Prayer, we're praying for a regime change. It says, Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. You see, change can be challenging. Safety, security, and comfort can seem very attractive. But followers of Jesus are called to pray for regime change, that God's will would be done here and now. And this kingdom clashes with alternative ways of life. When Jesus first taught this prayer, there was an all-powerful empire the Jewish people were working out what it meant to be the people of God under these difficult conditions. Some believed that they could concentrate on personal piety. Some thought that they should accommodate the political powers around them. Some took to the desert to withdraw completely. Well, most ordinary people just try to get on with ordinary life. But Jesus came and declared that the kingdom of God had arrived in and through him. We join in the prayer for our times and places. Praying for today's needs. When we became Christians, we can act as though we've enlisted God for our lives, for our concerns and causes. However, when we begin to pray the Lord's Prayer, we're reminded of what has actually happened, is that God, through Jesus, has drawn us into his family business I wonder if you'd ever considered that, that we've been called and drawn into his family's business. To what extent? Why? In what ways do you think your front line matters in God's purposes? Can you think of something that's happened this week? in your life, in your front line, that you think delighted God. I shared with you my incident on Friday night. That wasn't to edify me, that was to glorify God, because he was the one that enabled me to know this area. I just happened to be the person that he used, and it's the same with you. After that situation, the officer that I was with asked and sought loads of questions. 
about faith. He believes in Jesus, but he doesn't believe in God. An interesting one. And if I will be honest, he is frightened of dying. So pray for Officer X, that he will find God and that he will know peace. Okay, you've got your piece of paper, your frontline piece of paper. I want you to look at your frontline job description again. What changes would you make if it starts with son of the heavenly father or daughter of the king of the universe, who is also, and you put your job title. So above your job title, I want you to write, if you are the son, a sorry, if you are a son of the heavenly father, write that, or a daughter of the king of the universe. I wonder, how does that change the way you reflect on your day? How does that change the way how you pray? I put discuss next. I don't know, are we up for discussing with the person next to us or would we rather contemplate about it? and talk when we get home. Talk when we get home. I hope through this series, you begin to see who you really are. You're not just a Christian, a believer. You are a son or daughter of the Most High. So the next part of the prayer that we're looking at is give us today our daily bread. Praying for today's bread suggests an attitude of constant reliance on our heavenly fire, Father. It's a description of our relationship with him and affirms our significance to him. Do you know this can present a challenge to those of us who feel, or who like to feel in control. The next part is praying for yesterday's dis mistakes. Forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. This is a prayer that Jesus gave his disciples when they asked him to teach 
when they asked him to teach them how to pray. Jesus recognized that there would be some things that would need to be dealt with regularly. He knew that we would need to be forgiven and that we would need to forgive. It's a sad fact that we are not as good as we think we are. And people around us are not as good as we wish they were. But Jesus breaks that cycle of failure with forgiveness between us and God and between each other. What needs do you have on your front line that keeps you dependent on God? How easy or difficult is it to depend on God in this way? Ask yourself, why is that? For a moment, I want you to think about the relationships you have on your front line. Is there someone to forgive? Is there someone to ask forgiveness of? Think about your relationship with God. Take a moment in silence to talk to God about anything you regret and repent of it and ask for his forgiveness. are now praying for tomorrow's walk and work. The prayer says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Jesus seems to think that we shouldn't be too confident about our own ability 
to keep going as disciples. You see, there's an enemy who wants to seduce us away from the ways of the kingdom. And so times of testing will come. And here we are called to pray for protection and deliverance. We don't go to our front lines alone, but with the powerful, protecting, life-giving presence of God. He is with us. Serving God on our front lines is not about trying harder. It's about learning to allow the resurrection power of God to work in and through us and through our lives as we embrace the things of God that he has asked us to do. But it begins with a clear sense of our identity. Think about one pressure point and one kingdom purpose on your front line. How are you tempted not to trust your heavenly father for these things? But also consider what protection do you need from God in these situations? In our home group last Thursday, we were talking about I'm going to use the word language, whether it was appropriate, inappropriate, or language that should not be used. It was interesting, whenever I am out with the police, if they're with a person who's causing a problem and this person is effing and blinding and whatever else, the police shut them down straight away. They tell them not to say that or words, you know. There could be children around, as often the case would be. It's offensive, we all know that. But what is quite comical is in, when you're back in the comms room or when you're back in the car, they are all effing and blinding. And it's interesting, they suddenly look at the chaplain, sorry chaplain, and then carry on effing and blinding. But the important thing I believe is that I shouldn't join in with them. I wouldn't anyway. But it's just interesting to see how <laughs> vocal they are. Jesus says, pray then in this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtors. Do not bring us to the time of trial but rescue us from the evil one. It is so tempting to carry on, isn't it? And say the rest that we're all so used to. But we stop there. There's a prayer that we also end with, which hopefully will come up on the screen. Hopefully we can all see that. So let us pray together. Thank you, Father God, for your amazing grace 
expressed to us in Jesus Christ. May we increasingly know the breadth and depth of your love first, as your spirit roots his truth in us through our daily lives. As we are scattered this week, we pray that you will shape us in the likeness of Christ, for we are your handiwork, created to bring you joy and to be your people in the world. Amen.